1: Coming to you from Somewhere in Sanctuary. This is episode 297 of Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. This episode is titled, Another BlizzCon? It is February 5th, 2021, and this is Jen. And today I'm bringing a special guest with me who's been on the show fairly recently. I'm bringing Sean, who is the person that makes all of the audio work good. I just come in here and talk, basically, but he's got it all going on. If you've been on a show with me for Shattered Soulstone lately, then he's the one that calls you on Skype to bring you in. So hi, Sean. How are you?
0: I'm okay. How are you?
1: I've been better, but that's all right. It's just allergies. Yeah, so we were discussing the idea of talking about would there or would there not potentially be another BlizzCon this year? And I think that idea came from you.
0: Yeah. During BlizzCon line, I was hanging out in different discords for Blizzard fan podcasts. The topic continuously came up in the chats about is there still her chance going to be an in-person blizzcon in 2021 and i spent some time thinking about it i've come to my own conclusion with no insider (laughs) information Uh that i don't think there will be but before i give my reasoning jen do you have any thoughts
1: I can kind of go both ways on this. I can see lots of reasons why there wouldn't be another BlizzCon this year, but I can also see maybe a very adapted BlizzCon. Here's
0: what I'm thinking, and this starts with, I believe all in-person BlizzCons have been in California. I might be wrong about that.
1: I think you're right. I think they've always been in Anaheim. Blizzard has gone to like some of the stuff outside of the country, but it's not the same It was like uh, Gamescom or something. Maybe that's not the right word, but there's one in, I want to see Germany, but it's not a BlizzCon. So I think you're right. They've all been in California.
0: As things stand right now, so we're recording this in March of 2021, most of the state has just gone into what we call the red tier. I'm not sure if this is a universal system for all states. Obviously, there's a few states recently that are YOLOing it in terms of uh, how they're dealing with shelter at home, etc., regarding coronavirus. But most of California is in a place right now where indoor activity is limited to a certain percentage. BlizzCon's typically happen in November, so you know, that's an eight-month period from now. I don't see us getting all the way back to a point where something like a blizzcon could happen in california and be able to operate with no restrictions right i also imagine that the logistics for planning a blizzcon or something that they probably start on a couple of days after the previous one ends given the fact that we really can't know where things will be I just don't see how they could feasibly plan something so large. And I don't think they would go through the trouble of doing, you know, a smaller event. I I just don't see how that works in terms of justifying whatever the ROI would be on Blizzard's side. I think that BlizzCon line is our BlizzCon for 2021. I believe, especially now that there's at least some distribution of vaccine happening, that will probably be safe for twenty you know, November twenty twenty two to have a, a full on in person event like like the ones that have happened in the past. And that will also give Blizzard enough time to to properly you know, handle all the logistics and the planning or something. One thing I thought of just now is if Blizzard has anything significantly new to announce toward the end of this year, I could see them maybe doing another line, maybe only uh, for one day or, you know, something that was a little smaller than the one we just had. Regardless, I, I don't think there's going to be an in person BlizzCon in 2021.
1: I pretty much agree with that. I think that's the safest route to go. And yeah, we do have a couple of states that just went, you don't have to wear masks anymore and everything's open. And they're Yolo, just like Leroy Jenkins it all the way through, you know, like you would in Warcraft. Everybody who's played Warcraft probably knows that reference. If not, uh, it's pretty easy to find on YouTube. But I think there's, you know, there's that kind of situation and I think like let's say like okay Liz kind of pretty much always if not always taken place in California. Let's say around November-ish or something like that it's known for a fact that all the vaccinations have gone out to all the people that can safely take them And everyone, you know, the majority of people here have decided not to refuse the vaccine and everything's great and everybody's still just for safety's sake wearing masks and washing their hands extra times and things like that. Okay, so maybe you could potentially do like a smaller BlizzCon or something or even try to do a big one. But the problem is you're going to have people coming in from states where their leadership decided to just forget about COVID and... Not worry about masks and, you know, hand washing and gathering in big groups in small indoor places or in indoor places at all. You know, it's going to intermingle. And the thing that concerns me the most about this as someone who's immunocompromised is that would mean I can't go, you know? (laughs) For sure. And I know know there's others like me that would not be able to do a BlizzCon under circumstances where you could have a mix of people who are vaccinated and a mix of people that are not. And the other thing is this virus can mutate and has done it already a couple of times. So even though everyone's vaccinated now, as I trip over the word, that doesn't mean everyone's going to be safe from all COVID forms forever it's kind of like the flu the flu is a coronavirus okay and it does mutate and every year scientists I guess have to figure out which strain they think is going to be the most dominant and then they try to make vaccines for that one and sometimes they're right and sometimes they're wrong and it just depends so I don't think just having everybody go through the vaccine with one shot like the Johnson and Johnson one or the two shots with the other couple of ones is going to be like and everything's magically cool now you know so I don't see how they're going to do, like, an in-person BlizzCon as they have done in the past. But I do think there's some variety of things. But before I get into that, the other reason I don't think there's going to be another, like, a live, you know, in-person BlizzCon is because they just announced all of their cool stuff at BlizzCon online right. So yeah. what's left? I mean, part of BlizzCon is, you know, hanging out with friends and stuff. And part of it is finding out what's new with Blizzard and all those games. And we've just got, like, from the Diablo aspect, we've got, you know, Diablo 2 Resurrected is... Uh, you know coming up and Diablo 4 we got a, a new class and that's one of the huge things with Diablo 4 is to find out another class Hearthstone's got some stuff there's uh, a forged in the barons um what do we call it? Expansion that's there. There's uh, some other stuff going on. There's Shadowlands stuff. Shadowlands isn't new, but there's stuff, you know, there. And Burning Crusade Classic is coming later this year. And then there's a Blizzard Arcade, which works great if you're going to, you know, play it on a PC and not a Mac. Cause it doesn't work on a Mac because none of those games were designed for that. But it, in case you didn't know, I just realized recently that the Blizzard Arcade collection is. Um, something you can get if you get the celebration collection, which has got like a whole bunch of stuff. But if you get the celebration collection, it turns out you actually get, you get the arcade at the same time is what I'm seeing. I'll have to look for a better link that I'm staring at at the moment, but basically, yeah, it's that kind of thing. So that's like a bunch of stuff. And we got to see like... You know, videos from people that were uh, competing and cosplay and, like, just about everything you could possibly want on a BlizzCon except for being there in person. You know, there was an art thing, some really cool art going on and stuff. But, I mean, what what could they possibly announce between now and, say, November? You know? So yeah. for that alone, I think they're not going to do, like, a whole big BlizzCon kind of thing. So that's that's one thing. But if we were to speculate, which we may as well it might be possible for them in some capacity to do smaller in-person things Mm -hmm. you know like you could have well like years ago we were invited because I'm part of Shattered Soulstone and you were editing so you are too we got invited to the launch party for the Reaper of Souls expansion right and it wasn't in anaheim it was in la and it was in a building that i can't remember the name but it used to be a church and it was like a bar now and it was decorated up really cool and all this stuff and they announced seasons at that one it was pretty exciting and and it was a much smaller group of people than you would have at a blizzcon of course this was years ago because you all know you know reaper souls came out like 2014 something like that and we weren't worried about covid at the time because i don't think it was as I don't know that it was there then if it was, it was tiny, but I, I think it's, I think it's new and it worked. You know, they had like all these people that were from different, you know, Diablo or Blizzard type podcasts or whatever. I don't think there were that many streamers. There were some, there were people that were streaming there, but it wasn't like everyone's a streamer like now, you know, and it worked just fine. People were able to mingle, there was food, there was drinks, there was celebrities uh, that you could talk with and get pictures with and some other goofy stuff going on. And then there was, um, you know, the Diablo team at the time on the stage talking about seasons and stuff like that. And it worked. It was fine, but it's not going to hold everybody that a BlizzCon would. But what if they did smaller pop-up stuff? You know, what if they get, like, some really cool idea for, I don't know, the next whatever game like let's say they've got a new idea for world of warcraft or something and they want to go ahead and have like a small venue for people now they could invite like big streamers that people know because they'll probably do that you know with, with any blizzcon i think they might have somebody streaming they did at 2018 there were people streaming some of the uh, diablo immortal and I don't remember what other one they were doing. It was another Diablo game, but that kind of thing. What if they had, like, a small group of streamers and maybe, like, uh, some influencers and, like, people that their their family, you know, bring your significant other or whatever. I mean, they could do something like that in a small venue and then stream it for people who maybe are not able to travel because you're immunocompromised like me or... You have an issue where you are, you are, in fact, honestly allergic to something in a vaccine, which thankfully I don't think I am. You could do that and you could have like a small in-person thing that could be more controlled in terms of COVID, but they'd have to still be really super careful.
0: I could see that as being really the only possibility for some kind of in-person event. I just feel like still the logistics are going to be difficult If they want to have it, they would have to, you know, figure out a a location and everything like that where they're going to be able to get enough people on site, I guess, to make it worthwhile. And granted, like the event that we went to that you mentioned, that was invite only.
1: It was invite only. They could do an invite only if they really wanted to. Well,
0: and I think if they were going to, that's how it would be, or they would do you know, a majority maybe invite only and then have a certain number of tickets open to the public. But one of the things about Blizzard stuff, it's not geographically fenced, so people are going to want to come from potentially all over the world. Mm -hmm. And that's going to, you know, if you don't make it invite only, that's going to create...
1: Scalpers. Well, it's just,
0: (laughs) it's going to make a lot of people unhappy. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you see this every year that there has been an in-person BlizzCon. There's always people online, you know, who are upset that they did everything that they could to get tickets and were not able to. Mm -hmm. So I think doing smaller events would create that same condition, except it would be amplified by a certain factor and the negative implications of that might be enough for them to kind of decide, yeah, maybe it's just not worth it right now.
1: Yeah, that makes the most sense because like I was saying, you know, they just told us everything they're doing and we're still waiting for a lot of those things to come out so we can play them, <laughs> that kind of stuff. So, I mean, I could see that, but I don't really follow a lot of the um, the esports. I don't really follow it. But I know they exist, or at least they did before COVID. And it might be possible for Blizzard to like organize some sort of like esports competitions between, you know, teams of people that all play the one same game, like, I don't know, Overwatch or Hearthstone or whatever, and maybe stream that.
0: That's certainly been a component of the in person BlizzCons. I don't actually know what's going on with. The eSports stuff right now, presumably it's still going on because you don't need to have everybody in the same location for, you know, people to play a game online. My assumption is the the organized eSports are still operating. And, you know, there's a potential for that kind of thing like you're describing. But I think, again, it would be a more of an invite only thing, mm-hmm. mostly focused on having the, the players there. And, you know, maybe a certain amount of uh, spectators, depending on the size of the venue.
1: I mean, they could do like a smaller venue, though, for that. Like they could bring in, you know, here's team one. They're over here. Here's team two. The two groups do not encounter each other. You know, you could put like the plastic up like they had it in the United States. There were people doing debates or whatever that were politicians running for the same post and they had like plexiglass around them to prevent the spread of covid so if you could put like you know here's team a and here's all their computer stuff and these people have only been around each other lately test them all for covid or whatever and if everybody's cool in you go and here's like the big plastic barrier you know between you and the other team who's got the same thing going on i mean that could work because you could still see the players and their reactions and their expressions and things like that And and then Blizzard would have some control over, like, okay, here's the computers you're going to use, and we know they're all hooked up well, and nobody's going to, like, do any shenanigans. I mean, that could happen.
0: That's possible. Yeah.
1: But I also wonder, like... As I think I mentioned before, let's say everybody, you know, gets the vaccine and it doesn't mutate ever again. This is all crazy. It's that's not going to actually be the reality. But let's say we had that, you know, like a lucky roll of the dice and that's what occurs. And somehow Blizzard's got some amazing things that they want to show us that they're working on. I have concerns that even if that were the case, there will be people who do not want to come here. Sure. For a variety of reasons, you know, but some of it is like dealing with like COVID and groups and trying to limit how many people are together for safety and all of this stuff. I think some of the countries that are smaller and or less populous than the United States have an advantage because there's less people to work with, you know? Mm -hmm. And you could like, it's, you could vaccinate a certain, you know, X number of people in a certain amount of time. But if we have like 10 times that, it's gonna take us longer. So if you're in a country right now, where like New Zealand I heard is doing really well, right? So if you're in New Zealand and you're like, yes, this year I'm going to a BlizzCon in person, do you really wanna come here for it? I mean, some of us are not doing real well. Some of our states are just like, not even trying. I don't know. So why, you know, Blizzard's gotta look at that and say, is it worth the risk of having people catch COVID here? You know, and this is like the first time we've ever had to think about that as, you know, people who like Blizzard's games. You know, before it was, oh, you're going to catch concrud and that was, yeah. like, the only thing you had to worry about. And most people, they either didn't catch it or they caught it and it was kind of mild. Or they, you know, I caught it, like, it went full-blown after I got home and I get so sick, but that's because my immune system sucks, you know? Right. But, like, this year, it's everybody that has to think like me when they want to go to something.
0: Yeah. A big part of any company or organization who's considering any kind of in-person event right now, they are going to be putting a lot of hours into their legal department, going, is the liability factor low enough that if our event, you know, turns out to get a bunch of people sick, you know, are we going to get sued into oblivion? I'm sure that they've considered that, and whenever they decide to have another in-person event, they will consider it then as well
1: is America gonna be ready by next November not not 2021 2022 are, where are we going to be at then like how would a big company like Blizzard plan for that sort of thing
0: I don't know there's still more about all of this situation in just in terms of reality on the ground as far as what the status of the virus is and then also the uh, logistical considerations that Blizzard has to undergo that we we don't know, and some of it we can't even know at this stage. I just feel like, mm, given certain trends, at least with the way things seem to be opening up more, and while, sure, the vaccine is not a cure, as more and more people get vaccinated and we can get closer to coveted herd immunity that the risk will be low enough that you know it'll be okay for most people whether or not they've actually been vaccinated most of the people around them probably will be that changes the dynamic a lot i just don't see us getting there in 2021
1: i don't see it either especially with a couple of states that i think it's three states now that just went you know, let's pretend COVID doesn't exist. Forget the masks, walk around everywhere, crowd into bars, have fun. Yeah, that's that's not going to backfire at all. No. Yeah. Not at all. Not at all, you know. Yep. Yeah. But that's the thing. Like, you could vaccinate everyone now that can have the vaccine and wants the vaccine, and hopefully most people do want the vaccine if they're healthy enough to get it. That would make sense to me, you know. But by next year, it could have mutated again. True, and just like with the flu vaccines, if it's the wrong strain, it doesn't really perform well on a new strain. Right. So I mean, this could be going on indefinitely. Yeah. So I'm thinking maybe possible. maybe BlizzCon line is the thing from here on out for however many years.
0: Well, and that's a possibility too. I mean, I, I I'm sure that there are a lot of events if they chose to switch to an online format, are probably running numbers and looking at things and going, well, if we switch to online only going forward, is this still viable? Does it have the impact? Do people want it? As you stated earlier, one of the big draws to BlizzCon, and really any type of convention or conference like this, which is very much a a niche kind of a thing, you get a chance to hang out with, you know, people that you may never really see otherwise. Right. So you've got, you know, your friends from uh, the different uh, communities or the games that you play. And given the fact that Blizzard games are worldwide, it's very difficult to have even you and your one other friend in the same place at the same time unless you happen to live near each other locally so blizzcon kind of creates this concentration point where everybody can potentially be there at the same time and sometimes people go even if they don't have a ticket to the conference because there's so much social activity that happens outside the convention
1: itself right like con before the storm they do mm-hmm. it right before blizzcon or they have you know every year this year they did do a online Con Before the Storm, like way before BlizzCon and had panels and everything like you would have. But I think you're also talking about, you know, going into the bars and drinking with all of your friends. Right. Which you don't get to do from BlizzCon line unless you all coordinate drinking, I guess, at the same time. But it's still not the same, you know.
0: There's a definite vibe you get from an in-person event that no matter how good the technology is, you can't entirely replicate it online. And that's another value consideration as to whether or not if you're planning something like this, you just go, okay, well, it's going to be all online forever now. We're not going to do in-person anymore. Or, well, you know, for all of the drawbacks that in-person has, uh, we're going to stick with it. And I know as I was hanging out in these discords during BlizzConline that I saw people who said that, you know, they really need the in-person events like it's it's really a big emotional psychological thing for them and when i see that even if i only saw a few people mention it i've got to assume that you know there's thousands of other people who feel the same way i'm sure blizzard is very aware of this because generally speaking they're pretty good at being in the communities. For the different games, Right. I'm sure they got plenty of uh, feedback <laughs> that they asked for or otherwise uh, from BlizzCon line as far as what people liked and what they didn't, and they're definitely the kind of company that would take all that into consideration.
1: I think so too. They have a lot of really good community managers mm-hmm. that like are responsive to people. <laughs> I mean, yeah. if people aren't being jerks, you know, they shouldn't have to respond to them. But right going back to what you were saying about how people really need this in-person stuff, I think that's especially true now because so many people have been, I think they call it lockdown, you know, yeah. which sounds like you're in prison, but no. <laughs> um, it's just the, like the stay-at-home orders and how yeah. you can't, you know, you can't gather in bars in many states still. I mean, it, half capacity or a smaller capacity, they're thinking about it here, I think. But it's this, it's this sort of thing. And so you've got people... Who have spent the last year really? Because I think in the United States, most states didn't do much about COVID until March. And here we are in March now again. It's been a year of people isolated in ways that they haven't been in the past. You know, they're not able to go into the workplace, they're working from home. They're not able to drop their kids at school and do whatever they did at home or at work or go to work that way. They're teaching their kids online, you know, in case things go wrong with like, computers or whatever um you've got people that are completely isolated because they lived alone when this hit and when those restrictions went into place and i've seen so many articles written by people that it's called being touch starved yeah because you don't have anyone there you don't have anyone to hug you yeah and you don't have anyone to hug and i guess humans really really need this yeah and so, one of the things you get at an in person BlizzCon is that ability to finally be able to hug your friend that you've only been able to talk through through the internet, you know, right. to talk to through the internet. And it's a big deal. Yeah. You know, it bonds people together in ways that, you know, being online can. You can make friends online and, sure. you know, you can game with people online and make friends with them that way. But I think the bond is stronger if you've actually had that opportunity to sit down with them in person maybe have a drink or just you know sit down with them in person at BlizzCon and just geek out over whatever the new new expansion is for whatever you know it just makes it more real I think and more yeah. vivid and you have more memories that way and plus like you know BlizzCon line you couldn't go up to people and take pictures with them and a lot of people do that every year. Sure. So I think possibly okay the upside we've talked about with doing another BlizzCon line in 2022 just to be safe but I think the downside is that's going to be another year, or more than a year. Actually, we're only in March right now. If they did in March again, it'd be another year, or February, end of February, whatever it was. It was a blur. I did a lot of stuff that week, <laughs> so I'm not sure anymore. But most people that are playing Blizzard games, they stay because that's where their friends are. You know, that's the people that they want to talk to every day, or whenever you play. That's the people that they have a raid group with, and they're all coordinated, and they want to keep this going, or You know, they want to go, you know, destroy a bunch of demons together or whatever it may be. And even though you can talk to each other, you know, through like Discord and stuff while you're playing, it's not the same as like, it's harder to get those connections. If you've met in person even once, if you spent like half an hour with each other and you really, you know, continued the bond you started online playing games together, you're going to be even more interested in, you know, sticking with that person or sticking with the group because your friend is there then if it's just people that you've never met and you've never had that opportunity to bond with in that way i think people are going to go well i'm kind of getting bored of this expansion so i guess i'm just going to bounce out of here and like lose track of people that way and i wonder if people are going to get you know into whatever new stuff's coming out for whatever game they happen to prefer or whatever games they happen to prefer and like buzz on through that because they can't really go outside in some states that much right now and then just be bored and kind of drift away like how is that you were talking about you know what's going to affect blizzard's you know financial state with you know doing a blizzcon online or doing it in person and if people kind of drop out because they're not getting that connection they needed out of blizzcon or other even a smaller you know type thing what's that going to do to blizzard
0: that's a very real consideration and something that i imagine blizzard would consider because If people get a certain amount of... I hasten to use this this very clinical term, but if people get a certain amount of value from feeling like they're part of that community, that value is amplified by being able to go to an in-person event, then if you take that away, there are going to be some people who are going to go, well, this is a fun game to play, but... I got other things to do, so I'm mm-hmm. not going to, you know, I'll I'll play, I'll run through all the content once and then I'll be done and I'll cancel my subscription if it's a game like Warcraft. And, you know, when the next thing comes out, I'll play that or whatever. So there's a real consideration there for sure.
1: All right, so I think we've probably covered everything we could think of to talk about. There's one more thing I wanted to add that I almost forgot to add. I was on the Realm Maintenance podcast that came out, the episode came out on March 2nd, and I'm in the RNG section where I'm answering a bunch of questions, and it was really fun. And I'll link to that in the show notes as well as uh, a little bit of Blizzard stuff. And that's going to be about it for this show. You have been listening to episode 297 of the Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. Missed an episode? You can find the show blog and listen to the show archives at www.shatteredsoulstone.com. Come join us in-game. Our in-game community and clan, both named Shattered Soulstone, are open to anyone who would like to join. You can also join us on Discord for the ultimate team and community-based experience. Find the Discord invitation link on our Twitter and Facebook page, as well as at the Shattered Soulstone website. This show is powered by you, the listener. Send in your thoughts, contributions, questions, and feedback to our Twitter at Shattered Stone or Facebook, facebook.com slash Shattered Soulstone. You can leave a comment on Shattered Soulstone.com. And you can also send an email show at Shattered Soulstone.com, I think is right. And we'll get that if I said that one right. (laughs) So you can try. That is correct. That is correct. Okay, good. That's a lot of little, you know, little things to remember. Okay. So that's the end of this show.